All right, hello and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. I am Joe Oaks. And I'm Steve Sachs. And today, we're going to be listening to a little tune called Hey Soul Sister oh. by Train. Okay. Hey. Let me, uh, let's get this going. I'm ready. I'm You're primed. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to listen to the whole song and play a clip for you. Um, if you want to hear the whole thing, you can check it out on our Spotify playlist. We get the link in the description or wherever you stream your music. All right, here we go. All right, so that was uh, that was Hazel's sister, um, Steve. First, uh, first impressions. Well, this song takes me back to a very specific time and place. Really? Uh, yeah, it was two thousand nine. Yes. So. Okay. So then, then I'm I'm right. So I used to work at this liquor store. It was like an outlet liquor store, and they used to play this song. Like they had this kind of like easy listening pop. Like it was like this kind of stuff, like Train, um, uh, Sarah Bareilles. Oh yeah! Uh, oh like, man! What's the Lady Antebellum was new then? <laughs> right, it was like Lady Antebellum. Um, yeah, that you know exactly the yeah, genre. Yeah, it was a period. About. It was the late aughts. Yeah, it had a thing. Yeah, yeah and like Adult this song. Yeah, so like I just think about like cutting open boxes of wine and putting the wine on the shelf and <laughs> just having this in the background. I will always. I think it will. But but I'm so sorry. But. I also know. Yeah, I I kind of anticipate when you said, "Oh, we're gonna play Hey Soul Sister." I like could feel that memory coming on. But actually, when I heard it, I thought about cars, and cars. Yes, that's must have been in a car commercial recently. I wanted to buy a car immediately yeah. <laughs> when I heard it. This I mean, time. that's that that's that 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 fucking that period. There's that uh, that stomp clap. Yeah, acoustic. Whoa, whoa, whoa stuff yeah that was like the lumineers i think we're doing some hey hey's Mm -hmm. in there does this take you to any place in particular it well so uh do you want to buy any any specific uh (laughs) merchandise something you don't need i want a kia soul no it 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 brings me to hell steve (laughs) it brings me to hell (laughs) um it it does remind well i have a brief train story about uh julia my girlfriend julia and i uh, met online and we went on a couple dates, and we added each other on Facebook because we were like, "Okay, we can add each other on Facebook." <laughs> um, and one of the first posts I saw was about it was some joke about how much she liked Train, but I didn't know it was a joke because it was very dry. And apparently, this was an inside joke at her office where someone kept playing "Drops of Jupiter," which is another Train song, <laughs> on the on the office <laughs> playlist where she used to work, and so. She posted something about how much she loves train, and it scared me to my core. So the next time I saw her, you know, how <laughs> like, we were talking for a while. We had a, you know, and 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 then later in the conversation, I was like, "Hey, so um, what's the deal?" Yeah, I was like, I literally said, "Do you do you like train?" <laughs> and she was like, "No, God, she was no, like, like train." She's I like, "Love the train. I love them." <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so luckily, she doesn't like these guys <laughs> i find it interesting that the common denominator there was work like yeah it's something they play at work yeah so this we'll we'll get back to this to this we'll actually break down the song in a second but this reminds me of something my brother said about one of these ed sheeran songs that came out recently oh, yeah <laughs> he came on the radio or something and he was like he turned me and he said something i felt was very insightful was which was you know we're gonna be hearing this at cvs for the rest of our lives yes <laughs> we will be we will be Seventy years old, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, God. buying prunes or whatever and hearing Ed, the, the Ed Sheeran, yeah, the classic rock. Yeah. But um, well, what about it? What about this is so terrible? Why? Why did you choose this? Well, today? for one thing, and I feel like this was kind of important, was that as soon as I hear it, it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. As soon as I hear it, I'm very angry. I want it to stop very badly. So the the story the story with the song for me is like okay, right out of the gate we got ukulele. Yes. And the ukulele or ukulele, beautiful instrument, really interesting history, 
ukulele is is bad in this song this is the worst way you can play ukulele i actually i have a i have a, a quote from the uh the guitarist about <laughs> learning to play ukulele for this basically so they they made this song with this norwegian one of those scandinavian songwriting duos uh, like that everyone were you know for yeah. the past like 20 years that's been like every pop song you hear some some european duo mm-hmm. who comes in and, and makes it? you hit um, uh, they're, they're known as espionage. Okay. Uh, they wrote irreplaceable for Beyonce. Great song, mm-hmm. something for Chris Brown. So who cares? And, <laughs> uh, and so here's, here's trained guitarist, Jimmy Stafford talking about learning to play ukulele. At first I tried to do by using a guitar pick and it didn't sound right. I had to go online and Google a ukulele lesson and notice they're not using picks at all. It's more of a flamenco style. Once I got that down, then it sounded like the real deal. Now, the problem I have with this quote is, what does he mean by the real deal? Because I don't, <laughs> I'm not hearing the real deal here. I'm hearing, I'm hearing some real bothersome ukulele it's going real on. Real soft, yeah. Um, so then that, and then there's just like the laziest programmed drums happening. Like I think that um, just going off this ukulele thing, I'm not sure if. I, I mean, I want to say it was around this time that the cover of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." by that Hawaiian guy with the ukulele oh, was yeah. like a sort of viral sensation. Incredible performance. And I feel like yeah. this is an intentional nod to that. Like just trying to go like, well, that's working for someone. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, that's got a zillion plays on YouTube. Uh, let's try to capture that, you know, but it, it doesn't feel necessary. For this. Well, Pat Monahan, the lead singer of Train, and to me, the main villain of Train uh, had this to say about the choice to use ukulele. Um, well, first off, he said, <laughs> I said, I want to write an NXSE song. Okay. So they started playing kind of an NXSE song, so like the band NXS. Yes. And I wrote the song Hey Soul Sister to it. And the mel- I'm wondering what this sounded like initially. And the melodies and started to sing it. And I said, man, this doesn't sound great to me. And then another... <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Well, you should have stopped then. <laughs> Listen, if he wants to come on this podcast and talk about this song, we... Uh, Pat Monahan, we would, we would love to have you. Yeah. Tr- trust me, we're not... We might sound like it, but we're not making any character judgments <laughs> here. Um, so then he, he's one of the guys, Espen, he's a member of the team, who's like a huge star in Norway, um, picked up a ukulele and said, hey, how about this? I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> And it made the difference. It made my words dance. It made sense. These words were meant to dance with ukulele and not guitar. Pat Pat Monahan, lead singer. Train. I almost How does feels, that? It almost think? feels belittling to the ukulele. Like it these does. lyrics are so they're like nonsensical and sort of tongue in cheek, but not smart. Like they're bad. Yeah, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> they're bad lyrics. They're upsetting lyrics. And I'm gonna get into what what the impetus for these terrible lyrics was once we start looking at that. But yeah, no, it is an insult to the tradition of the ukulele, which is a long and storied tradition that goes from Hawaii to Portugal to England and then lands with these Californian shitheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, it, it, he's not saying the ukulele was made for this song, but I'm sure he thinks that. Yeah, I think he thinks degree. it's a goofy instrument. Yeah, the producer... Um, who did this, Martin Turf, who produced their album that this was on, which was Save Me San Francisco. He also did a bunch of Jason Mraz. So okay. that that makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that, I don't know if he uses ukuleles, but I'd be shocked if he didn't. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a Jason Mraz thing. And there's kind of like a dumb rappy, like... <laughs> thing happening with lyrics, lyrics. Here too. yeah, yeah, he, and, like but it, and there's but it's like this boonch, 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 boonch beat that's really boring and it yeah. grows as it goes on. The, the, the bass drops in like halfway through, yeah. So that that was the reason as we played it, I asked you, uh, off mic, um, <laughs> yeah, is off this the, the mix? Like, is this the right mix? <laughs> yeah, because we were halfway through the song, and there was no bass. I was like, it's a little this flat feels wrong, sounding. yeah, it just felt very. And we switched, I was playing it off my phone, um, like through our headphones, and then I switched to on my computer, and it was like, no, that's the that's how it's, it sounds. That's right. And then the bass well, did, did come in. It did come in. Nice, but, great plan, whatever. Uh, then there's a spot after the, the bridge, I guess, where like the band comes back in, but they come in, like 
you know, you could tell what they want it to be, yeah. these big hits, these like, bah, bah, hey, so, you know, right. they, but it, it just comes in with this real gentle, like, well, well, yeah, hey, that's, that's, so. that, yeah, <laughs> everything's that's because, I mean, there's no like band vibe here. It's no. the most sterile studio sounding thing in the world. It's, it's loops, which I have no problem with, but here it's just lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. Yeah. They don't, there's no emotion the vocal delivery to me is like half like wildly over the top but also really lifeless at the same time somehow it manages to do both Did you which know the, is shocking do you me. know the band oar yeah okay do you know the band OAR? okay <laughs> so do i my my uh, band covered dispatch there my, you go. my ska band covered dispatch okay when so I was in high we, we would have been friends in 2002 i think uh, hell um, yeah. um uh so OAR is a band that used to get played. I went to a sleepaway camp when I was younger and used to get played a lot at that camp. And this song doesn't feel far from what they do, but at least the album that would get played a lot in my bunk was like a live record. And it had mm-hmm. like it had like a looseness and I mean it was live, but like they they were a band at least. Yeah. They're, so I I feel like if they if that band now this Anyone listening who doesn't know this band, I'm not saying you need to go check them out, but kind of picture this. <laughs> we could maybe talk about them on this podcast. Yeah, they They're, could. They, they would have fit. some content. But I think that they could pull this song off, and I and it wouldn't be as jarring. And I think mm-hmm. you know it would work with guitars. Act like they play. They have guitars. They have. But horns, how would the words have, dance with the guitar? I think it would be exactly the same. But I think that having. But the words dance with the ukulele, not a guitar. <laughs> I, just ask Pat. I guess he wrote they do. them. I don't, Sorry, <laughs> they don't, not in my opinion. <laughs> man um but i could hear it working is generous but i could hear it working like in a in like by a bar band you know um sure like by the water or something like oar style band playing this yeah. at a bar well this like and i'm jingle. drinking a corona yeah. i'm fine with that someone's playing a djembe but like you said the production on this is so stale and so uh, uh, sterile that there's just no life to it. So even if it, maybe it, the words did dance when that guy played it in the studio and he sang, yeah. he sang over it, but they didn't, they didn't capture that in any any of the performances. Yeah. You know what I'm what I'm hearing is, and this is a little more technical, um, but it's like it sounds like they did it, and this was recorded in three different studios. Oh my god! Over the course of the year 2009, it was recorded in London at Kensaltown Recording Studios, L.A. at Sound City, which is a legendary studio, what were and they then New and for? then NYC, New York City, uh, Quad Studios. I don't know what, like, why. Maybe they were on tour while they were working on it or something. But it just seems like it seems like it could have been done in someone's bedroom in a couple days. You know what I mean? Like nothing. Yeah seems necessary for it to be like, you know, this isn't like tubular bells or something. Like this right. isn't a massive production. It's like jingle jangle ukulele, yeah. some sampled bad drums. Like it's just, it's it's lazy. Like they didn't get good takes. They didn't play it. It's just like, yeah, you know. What you said about loops, it does feel like they just chop. Like, okay, play the, yeah. play the progression like a bunch. We're going to take the, you know, the best loop yeah. of that and we're just going to loop it. And if you listen close, they they don't even play it like tight like yeah. that. It's it's I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, you want to take a look at the lyrics here? Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a look at the lyrics Cause because this is the this most is offensive kind of, part. This is to me, and all of it's. I can't. I'm I'm gonna have a hard time finding something redeeming about this, but the lyrics are just so egregious. Um, so I'm going to read through these and the first, so I, I have the lyrics pulled up and the first thing is, Hey, 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 let's talk about those. Hey's just for like one second. So <laughs> it's just him, right? It's just him going. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. let me, let me just, uh, get, just get that one more time here. <laughs> It's Toyota's deal to remember <laughs> event. Come by for a Camry, a girl. That's, oh. Um, 
so yeah, those haze are bad. That needs to be gang vocals, right? Like that needs to be, that's what <laughs> that's what everyone else was doing back then. Like all the Lumineer <laughs> stuff was yeah. like everyone was like, whoa, whoa. Oh. Anyways, so here we yeah, go. Let's give, Verse give one. Us the read. Verse one. Your lipstick stains on the front lobe of my left side brains. Okay. Okay. The left side of the brain is the analytical side, right? Well, I have I have actually a good rundown on the genius lyrics annotations. Okay. The frontal lobe controls much of our conscious movement and involves the ability to project future consequences resulting from current actions, the choice between good and bad actions, or better and best, also known as conscience, the overriding suppression of socially unacceptable responses, like writing this song, and the determination of similarities and differences between things or events. The lipstick on his front lobe implies that she inhibits his logical responses and quells his conscience. Um, okay, that's a generous read. I was going to say, I thought he was actually trying to say the opposite, which yeah. is like, is that your love, like, you know, it, um, you know, the, the right side of your brain is supposed to be the, the creative side, mm-hmm. and that, that, that the lipstick of, on his brain is like, opening his br- like you know like doing a drug or something it would expand your consciousness yeah so the um maybe i'm wrong well to finish this up the left side of the brain is erroneously believed to be responsible for the creative and spontaneous thinking so her lipstick stain on the front lobe of his left side brain is a metaphoric representation of both her love of his creative spontaneous nature and representative of the lasting imprint this girl's had on him so um I'm not going to read the rest of these genius comments because <laughs> people got fucking deep on this, which is, okay, your lipstick stains on the front lobe of my left side brains. I knew I wouldn't forget you, and so I went and let you blow my mind. Your sweet moonbeam, the smell of you in every single dream I dream. I knew when we collided, you're the one I have decided who's one of my kind. <laughs> this, this like, uh, the innuendo here is, like, the most like middle aged mom, like ooh, like uh, ooh, he said a bad thing. I mean, He's gonna 100%. let him blow my mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's naughty. Oh, it it's never naughty. really gets oh. there. I let you blow my mind. Yeah, I knew when we collided. Um, anytime someone sings about a smell, I find it mildly <laughs> upsetting. The smell of a person, like there's like some. I know there's like some. Ed Sheeran song where it's like my sheets smell like you which to me is just kind of gross mm. I just don't like that I don't like songs about smells I'm sure there's one out there that's good but like the smell of you in every single dream I dream it takes it to another level too because it's a dream he dreams of have you ever dreamed I don't know that smell? I've ever smelled anything in a dream I mean I'm sure you do um sleep sleep scientists hit us up but um <laughs> it's hard to do anything but see in a dream I think so. Really? I hear I hear in dreams, but I, I it, it that's well, it's usually the okay. visual thing is usually the main You're right. I guess component. seeing and, and hearing. I don't I feel like tasting difficult. I, don't taste I feel stuff like in uh, uh, smelling difficult. Even even sometimes when you go reach to grab something, you can't. <laughs> you know? Right, right. The detail of smelling someone in a dream is They must really smell. Yeah. Very distinct. I'd assume in this case, uh, with some of the context we're going to get into later, they probably smell like patchouli and, and <laughs> okay. like B.O. Um, Let's hit the chorus here. The chorus. Hey, soul sister, ain't that Mr. Mr. on the radio, comma, stereo? The way you move ain't fair, you know? Hey, soul sister, I don't want to miss a single thing you do tonight. <laughs> Whoa. Tonight. Hey. I don't want uh, That's like the uh, you're the most beautiful girl in the room. Line. I don't want to yeah. miss a single thing you do tonight. Yeah, right. Because we're gonna fuck <laughs> just just tonight. And tomorrow, tonight. not quite as interested. Do whatever you want. A week from now, not thinking about it. But <laughs> I'm very interested in everything that's yeah. happening. This seems like kind of an antiquated thing in like love songs. Is like it's just about tonight, which I mean, you still get in like party songs, but that's about like being at the club. Uh huh. But like this, I I don't know. Well. We'll get into that, but like it, it doesn't feel like a club banger. This it is absolutely not... does. It doesn't have the urgency to be like, we got to do this tonight. There's usually a or s- that's it. Yeah, there's usually sort of a poignant strain in those types of club songs where it's like tonight's the only night we have, kind of shit. Or even a even like a rock song with energy could be about like tonight's tonight's the only night. I'm you thinking know, of like, um 
Take Me Home Tonight. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful song. Um, but so Mr. I feel bad for Mr. Mister. Um, yeah, they didn't deserve this. They didn't deserve this <laughs> at all. Like, just like with, for this dick to be like, ain't that Mr. Mister on the radio? <laughs> like, he doesn't even know whether it's Mr. <laughs> Mister or not. Like, fuck off. It's like, been a while since they were relevant. Is can that we? Bad? Can we listen to them for just like one second? Because I'm I need a reference because I, I don't think I actually know any Mr. Mister songs. Anyways, why this band? Well, yeah, why? what's going on there? Why? Uh, I think because it rhymed with sister. Before our I'm time. I'm pretty sure it's just because it rhymed with sister. Also, this guy is what? like I think the dude from Train when the song came out was like 75 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to miss this single thing tonight. I might be dead tomorrow. I <laughs> well, don't. I mean, that's implicating is that how would he, if they're together, how is he going to miss anything she does? <laughs> like, because he falls asleep because he didn't take his Geritol? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, verse two. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep uh, digging into this pile of shit. Just in time, I'm so glad you have a one-track mind like me. You gave my life direction. A game show love connection. Aha, uh-huh, a little pun. We can't deny. Is that like one of those Lil Wayne type? The, the like, love connection, I believe, is a is a game show. It is a game show. Yeah. Um, we can't deny. I'm so obsessed. My. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the low point. Which means it's all uphill from <laughs> it's here. All, no, it's not. <laughs> my heart is bound to beat right out my untrimmed chest. I believe in you like a virgin, you're Madonna, and I'm always going to want to blow your mind. If anyone pitched you the word untrimmed. Untrimmed a- chest. <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't you shoot that down immediately? Be like, no. No. <laughs> that, you, you have to be able to come up with something else. To be fair, I would have said no way earlier, but <laughs> um, yeah, un- un- his untrimmed, why is he talking about his untrimmed chest? Like, like he can let he can like let his guard down with her. I don't have to trim my chest hair. That's one of the most LA things I've ever heard. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like this is a toxic masculinity thing. It's like yeah, I gotta yeah. remind you, like, no, I'm letting it I grow, have baby. I don't shave hair. this chest. We're gonna look at the music video later and you will see his untrimmed chest. Do they it's, show it? Um well, his V is very deep. His V neck <laughs> is so deep. That was a, that's a whole topic of conversation. That was a very 2009 thing. And uh-huh. if you didn't own one, you're lying. You know I had one. You know I, I had one, and I'm too thin and not. Yeah, you're too. Don't cool have for a that. don't have a hairy chest. My chest is very hairy. I, it's kind of hairy. You got a hairy chest, it's, but it's not. I mean, well, it's untrimmed. Know, like mine is mine's <laughs> definitely. Well, I actually trim mine. Okay, I trim mine, but but with scissors. I'm, not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I believe in you like a virgin. You're Madonna, and I'm always gonna want to blow your mind. So, so you've you've read into this a little bit. Is that meant to be literal, like a virgin? This is one of those. This is another one of those. Like he's trying to do these like hip hop puns, yeah, right? Yeah, that thing where it's it's like, um, you know, like like a lot of Lil Wayne lyrics and yeah, and, but they have like a Nicki little Minaj, tag. They end. like say a thing, and then it's the one word that's like, oh shit, yeah, that's like that. Yeah, uh, what's the Drake lyric? Uh, in your city, faded off the brown. Nino, she insists she got more class. We know, swimming in the money, come and find me. Nemo, when yeah. I <laughs> when I go to the club, you know I balled. Chemo, <laughs> like a virgin, you're Madonna. What does that mean for? Okay, so who's Madonna? Madonna's the pop. Icon Madonna, icon. but right, but I, he's obviously also referencing the Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah, like a virgin, you're Madonna. Uh, Madonna, be- Madonna translates to my lady in Italian. I believe in you. I believe in you. Because Train, I There's I may be wrong, but Train might be a Christian band, right? Because they did Calling All Angels, right? This is this is a little this is a little ribald for a for a Christian band. So I will I won't make any judgments on that. But anyways. Okay, so moving on, we got another chorus. Yeah, which we know, and I think I spoke too soon when I said that the low point was uh, beat right out my untrimmed chest. Yeah, you were really, I jumped the you gun. really jumped the gun on that one because it's about to get so good. Because like most, like most terrible songs like this, there is a bridge that's a hundred percent unnecessary, and it is where it's the ditch of the song. So here we go. 
And 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 musically, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember it doesn't change at all for the bridge. It's just like chorus kinda, chords. I think yeah, it's the same. Which is fine, but in this case, it's already so monotonous. Um, way you can cut a rug. Watching you's the only drug I need. You're so gangster. I'm so thug. You're so gangster. I'm so thug. <laughs> I'm as bothered by the way you can cut a rug, truthfully. Really? Yes. Oh, Who yes. says that in 2009? 75 year olds <laughs> like Pat Monahan, lead singer of Train. <laughs> like, I get what he's doing with the you're so gangster, I'm so thug. It's, I think it's probably the word inap- inappropriate to do, but. I, and it's the at that rhyme scheme is the laziest shit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the the snug as a bug in a rug doing drugs. Mm-hmm. You're so gangster, I'm so thug. Um, and then it kind of you're the only one I'm dreaming of. You see, I can be myself now. Finally, all these lyrics are about him. I don't think he really gets into what this girl is That's like a good at point. all. It's all about him. He, I, he, a little stalker vibe going on here. I can be myself now, finally. In fact, there's nothing I can't be. <laughs> I want the world to see you be with me. I can be myself. There's nothing I can't be. That's like a, that's like a grandiose. Isn't that a Joel Osteen kind of thing? You're the only one I'm dreaming of, you see. I can, and smelling in my dreams. Mm-hmm. I can be myself now, finally. In fact, there's nothing I can't be. I want the world to see you be with me, which is. I want the world to see you be with me is not romantic, is it? That seems like a very shallow, possessive thing to say. Like, I want other people to see you be Mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. I don't like that. A perception. It's more about the perception of me than it is about loving you. Gross. (laughs) And then we just have a couple more choruses and haze and shit. There's a drop there, though. uh, After that bridge, it it kind of drops. Like, yeah, the music drops, and there's like a... And there are claps in those final choruses. Oh, there sure are some claps. Yeah, they're so just so uh, soft. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're really, yeah. They didn't want to wake up the baby next door or something. Yeah, you like. you nailed it with the thing about like the gang vocals. Like the claps aren't big enough. The gang, there's no, there should be some more oomph. There's no oomph. Yeah. Um. So now that we've gone through these lyrics, let me give you a little context into what inspired these lyrics. So another great quote from uh lead, lead guitarist Jimmy Stafford, who kind of just let the, all the cats out of the bag in regards to this song about how, like, let's use a ukulele. I don't know how to play it. That kind of stuff. Here we go. The story lyrically, I've heard Pat talk about this in interviews, lead singer Pat Monahan, <laughs> like that he's, 75-year-old. He doesn't know. He's also reading interviews. So. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I read this in Rolling Stone, actually. Uh, let me relay this to you. <laughs> Great article. I, I can link you uh, when our... It's when we watch the video, you'll see this guy, and it's like, yeah, I don't think they hang, I don't think they They're invite him out to dinner. No. no, um, okay. The story lyrically, I've heard Pat talk about this in interviews. He's always heard of Burning Man, <laughs> he hasn't been, but he's heard about it. He's always heard, and I'll, I'll hit another interview with him where he talks about it, but he's always heard of Burning Man somewhere in Reno, Nevada's desert. They do it every year. It's this whole city in the desert that gets built for a festival <laughs> that happens every year. They build a huge man out of wood, and at the end of the festival, they burn it. Pat had never been to Burning Man, but he had an image in his head of what it must be like. All these beautiful women dancing around the fire. That was the imagery he conjured up when he was writing the lyrics to Hey Soul Sister. It's a pretty big deal. Thousands and thousands of people go to <laughs> here. People run around naked, and I guess it's a total crazy deal. Oh, my God. So this song is you, about a is, hypothetical girl at Burning Man. That's too perfect. You can't satirize that. There's nothing it's, to say to make fun of that. I wish, I only wish those were the lyrics. I, I would yeah. love to hear a song by Train that's just like, Burning Man is a festival <laughs> out in the middle of Reno in yeah. Nevada. You sold me acid. <laughs> And no, I watched mean... you shit in a hole you <laughs> dug in the desert. 
I don't think they even know that much. I like that they like they they feel the need to like proselytize for Burning Man. They're informing people. <laughs> yeah. Like if you guys have you guys heard thing. of this thing Burning Man? It's crazy. Um Yeah, it, it's Where did, where are you where did you find that? Uh, Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say like who's interviewing Train? That doesn't Lots seem of people. But but there exists a tier of artists where critics are completely uninterested. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- the people whether they have fans or not is like debatable, but like the music sells, right? You know what I mean? Like I don't know that there there maybe there are I'm sure they exist, but like it's probably rare to find a diehard Train fan, and yeah, and that type of person doesn't seem like the type of person who's buying like music magazines in 2009 where there were still no. magazines or no. <laughs> reading you know. Reading whatever yeah, you're not read website, right? Like, so hey, I wonder what I wonder what train got on the yeah. That's the thing though is we do kind of live as as big music nerds and and people who play music like we're in this bubble of you know what's good music and what's not, and uh, you know we are in a culture where you know we seek out good music, but this comes from a place where what a lot of people feel is good music or what they enjoy is stuff that like comes to them over the radio or in a car commercial and like oh yeah this is good and you don't listen to it any deeper than that it's like yeah i mean this song was platinum huge all over the place hit number one on the billboard hot 100 hit number one in a bunch of countries Mm -hmm. like all over the world they they did a live iTunes live version for iTunes that got a Grammy. Wow. Yeah. Uh it was six times platinum. Certified six times platinum. Uh just the single. Yeah, this just reminds me. I wrote something down as we were listening to it like in all yeah. caps I wrote who is this song for? And I feel like I I ask that a lot like when I hear something yeah. terrible, but you know, and this is not a, a a huge revelation or anything, but this is one of those songs that's like it's it's for everyone and so it's for no one specifically yes you know what i mean yeah it's 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 it seems mathematically i have a conspiracy theory about these like european pop machine teams and and people that it's like they mathematically figure out how to make this the most generic middle of the road like hit the edges right it's like it seems very scientifically crafted to be completely neutral Mm -hmm. you know what i um just piggybacking off that Something I want to know, and I feel like there's a dissertation in here somewhere. Like, like I think you could do a like a legitimate research paper on this. Somebody could. Uh, what is it? Why do the Nordic Scandinavian people understand what? What is it that they get about American culture that we don't get? They're nihilists. But what? No, I'm serious. Why? Yeah. Why is it that for the past thirty years they've been able to reliably crank out number one American singles? performed by american artists like like what is it that they see or understand you know they they get something about our culture oh i think a lot of it has to do with having an external perspective on american culture from a very a place where i feel like rationalism is is a lot more highly valued side side tangent but like but like there's something that these people get or like they're calculating. I don't know what it is, but they, they know. They have some kind of insight where they can reliably crank out these hits, and I find that fascinating. Yeah, it might just be perspective. It might just be they're, they're in a place where they can kind of just sort of see it, but I don't know. So I just want to briefly, you don't have to watch very much of it because it's a pretty static thing. But if you can pull up, and if you guys can pull up, find the music video. Please, if you have the time, watch this music video because you might not think you can get angrier at this song, but trust me, you can. So let's let's watch this video. So yeah, that's the video. Uh, that's super generic. Like, it's a Target commercial from that period, totally. or you know, because the concept isn't. There's no, they're kind of sitting out, they're playing outside of this like French uh, looking like cafe, corner cafe. It's the three guys who I guess are the main main people in the band. I guess they use session players for the other stuff, but there's the guitarist who told us all about Burning Man. 
He's wearing some sweet Oakleys, I think. Yep. And he has a, a Telecaster. He has a guitar strapped to him, and he's also playing the ukulele like above it. So and it's also like, got a little Fender headstock. Yeah, it's a little Fender ukulele, yeah. which is like nice. Yeah. So the drummer, who kind of looks like a model for that Walmart brand, George, is <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. there, and he's sitting there. He's banging a little shaker. He's got like brushes, and then. The histrionics of Pat Monahan just, just flailing around like, like Stevie a, Nicks. Well, I was just, he's like a budget Bono. Yes, you know, hundred percent. He 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 really is older than I realized too. Yeah, he's a little, and you know, or he's just aged kind of poorly. I he's think, got that like can't go anywhere without looking like a rock star vibe. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You yeah. ever see people like that out yeah. in the wild? Oh yeah, there was a dude it's like back the hairs. Very precisely messed up. There was this guy in like gel. suburban New Jersey where I used to live who I would see at Target and he was, he had to be, oh, he had to be in his late 60s and still had like this. He looked like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the one of the characters from Nigel, I think, is the character from uh, from Spinal Tap. <laughs> like he went to the Target hair and looking everything. like that. Yeah. Like, which. Hey, be you. But, but that's like, how that's the vibe I get from this. Yeah, sunglasses like, and everything. This guy, that but I'm talking but in about. that really polished uh, California way, where it's like, um, you know, he's doing skin treatments, right? And like, he's probably wearing some sort of concealer situation, and like, he's just really groomed. Like his, like it's he's just like so groomed but like rocks his bling situation is ridiculous like the stuff he has hanging around his neck is he has like eight different sort of necklaces or something he's got like a dog tag he's of got course. a cross he's got he's got a bunch of stuff of course his girl's so gangster he's so thug you gotta gotta come <laughs> yes. with the bling bling dude <laughs> um but these yeah, lyrics so come was, from a was, real place Yes, yeah, they're very genuine. They come from his. They come from the the frontal lobe of his left side brain. Uh, he was forty years old. He was forty years old when this came out. He looks older than that. He looks. Those are city miles <laughs> yeah. on him for Most sure. Um, he probably is like one of those guys who like he gets done on the shoot of being like really happy go lucky, and he goes off and he like pulls a pack of cigarettes out, starts smoking. He's like these this fucking crew, man. I asked for. <laughs> I asked for Perry, like one of that, like, and he might be a really nice guy, but <laughs> I like, asked for Perry. but he looks like a guy who would go off and have a cigarette and get really pissed off after, mm. you know, a diva. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he probably isn't, but so yeah. The other thing in that video that I thought was kind of um, interesting was, and then well, just talking about that French cafe situation. How fucking pissed would you be if you were out on a date getting coffee? And all of a sudden, train rolls up. I know they're hired extras, and it might be even be a soundstage. But like, imagine, <laughs> imagine if this was real. Like you were sitting there, and like, oh, a band is gonna play on the. Oh, they're not facing us; they're <laughs> just facing the street. Okay, um, what are they gonna play? And then the f- next thing you hear is, "Hey, hey." <laughs> I like, like, I like that you sort of explained how music videos work there in a way that was similar to the guitar player explaining Burning Man. Right, right yeah, like, yeah. I know like, that there's a soundstage and that this is a completely fabricated reality, but... <laughs> in case you were, in case you had the conception that this was a candid video. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the other thing in the video that's going on is there's this, like, I almost called it a B plot, but it's not really a plot. It's just, like, there's, like, words painted. The lyrics to the song are sort of painted on things mm-hmm. and like moving uh it doesn't seem to mean it much i don't know yeah but I, it's it, weird to see some of those lyrics written out and like no one go like maybe we shouldn't um draw more attention to lyrics let's you know what i mean someone was like we yeah. gotta highlight these they gotta know the people need to know what we're saying yeah so why don't we see what people were saying about this vid yeah, I, I'm very curious. Uh, the one I'm going to be looking at is on the train Vivo. Official. So if you want to check it out. Official, very official. So these are the these are the people, that, though, that I was referring to. Like, these are either diehard fans who are, like, way into train mm-hmm. or 13-year-old kids who saw this on a car commercial. That's my prediction. So we'll see. we'll see what we get. Okay, yeah. So... A lot of a lot of love for this song, a lot of unironic 
not even like it it's people who seem like they're they're putting full sentences together, you know, they're like real like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm condescension there. Surprised. No condescension no, there. I know. I know. <laughs> so yeah, there's that phenomenon of writing all the lyrics. Then there's also the thing where people are asking if you're listening now. September 2018. That's a comment from uh from a viewer. <laughs> Wait, like saying like like this if it's September 2018? Yeah, we have yeah, here we go. We have from the Cry Gaming, we have who else is on an old song spree? We have um, MJPM bombs saying September 2018, three question marks. Anyone? Three question marks. Am I alone? <laughs> That's deeper than that person. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm guessing you aren't watching this YouTube video with someone. So, <laughs> Am I alone? Re, you know, in reality here, uh, yes, you are. And there's a lot of that on here, so which that's is like people that, are viewing this as like an old song. So I think I'm partly right. That that to me is like that. That's not a fan. Those people are not fans of Train. They're they not like know the song. this band is great. I love this song. It means so much to me. It's like they're just they're they're participating in the phenomenon of the internet. Yes. Yeah. And it we happens got, to be on this music video page. Absolutely. We got Erica Vasconcelos says nostalgia heart emoji. Okay. And then, and then the vague, um, not not directed at train, not like train is just the concept of yeah, nostalgia. Just this. I just like nostalgia. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's seventy one there seventy one replies to that. Is one. there? <laughs> oh my god! Is there anyone, anyone who's like, I love this band or I love this song? Um. And no. for the record, because you just paused a long time there, how many million views does this have? And not one I love this comment. Not This video has 166,890,566 views. Mm. It has 1 million thumbs up, 27,000 thumbs down, which is a pretty impressive ratio, I think, mm -hmm. for this song. Well, especially for no one saying, I like it. Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for that. Um, yeah, but you have to dig. This I have is to a million dig. Plays. Uh, yeah, Jipple says two years ago, is anyone else having a blast from the past with these amazing songs? So he says okay, it's amazing. Okay, implied. Yeah, he says, but he says these amazing songs, which makes me think that he's listening to a bunch of songs from a while ago and just decided to take a minute and comment on this mm -hmm. one. So, um, not very intentional. My dad used to play this when I was a child. We're getting kind of old, wow. huh? Jeez. Maxitile says, yo, I'm only 13. And Boom. so <laughs> did I call it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I gotta get through this because it's good. It's good. I, I like I like I like this kid. Yo, I'm only 13, and some of my fave songs from when I was really young are already a decade old. I'm not old, but I feel so ah. <laughs> I love this yo, kid. I love this yo, kid. Get this kid on the pod. For real, though. Yeah. Yo. Already a decade old. Oh, I appreciate these kids who are getting into music that way, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was me, you know. Maybe not listening to Train. train yeah. yeah, absolutely listening to Train. Like, oh, man. I remember this song from when I was a kid. You know, I'm 14 now. <laughs> and I'm so, uh. It's <laughs> just, uh. Okay, um, uh, someone named my uh, M E I Loli says all bold. When the old songs were better than the current tunes about drugs, lust, and pop, and then below that we have not bold. Edit. Ed Sheeran is exempted. His songs are. Uh, Okay emoji, you know, or the hand with the circle. Yeah. Okay. The white power emoji. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I need to I need to read up on that because I need to stop fucking using it if that's the case. I thought that was just the thing in that game where you like show it and it, someone catches you and you get to punch them. A lot of the Trump people are, it's like a W and then a P. Oh, fuck. That sucks. Because we used to do it. We used to do it. Of like, course. Okay. Oh, oh then the game the, where the you game punch where you're people. Like, sure. I got you with the circle. 
and now it's a white yeah. power thing. It might be. These guys it might be that they're trolling. Everything. Yeah, fuck these people. What? Can you read that thing about pop again? Yeah, May Lowly says, when the old songs were better than the current tunes about drugs, lust, and pop. Huh. Edit. I- Ed Sheeran is exempted. His songs are white power emoji. <laughs> um, that either means. <laughs> Self-referential songs about pop music or soda? Yeah, I don't know. There's there's uh there are 80, 89 replies to this comment, so maybe there'll be something. Cake Baby Nelly replies, never read a more relatable comment. Thank you, emoji. <laughs> Where do these people hang out on the internet? Uh, the YouTube. <laughs> in, in the YouTube comments. This is why I turned these off. Um, okay, here we go. BTS World. Which okay. I that's a Korean pop group who are, are incredible. I haven't really listened. I'm it's cool stuff. I just watched uh, I just watched a documentary about K-pop. Okay, I only stuff. know BTS because they like if you can like disappear down a wormhole on Twitter and like end up in BTS fandom very easily. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're huge, huge. I didn't realize huge, that they're like international, huge. Yeah, which is fascinating. A lot of. Really interesting, great music coming out of the the sort of K-pop world, too. Mm. Like, it's really sort of interesting stuff. Okay. BTS World, one year ago, says, Always my favorite song in my heart. Smiley face emoji. Ah, finally. An unabashedly, you know, positive love. I love this song. Comment. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which the I'm, first I'm like, really sincere it. one. Yeah, Because, you know, a song like this... As hor- as horrible as it is, right? Like quantifiably horrible song like this. But what I hear, this sort of positivity and joyousness, which I might be, it's only like r- redeeming quality in a. I don't know if it's redeeming, but it is a very peppy, upbeat, joyous song. It has those the ukulele, and it has that classic those chord changes, man. Mm-hmm. Every pop song chord changes. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a meme in the music world, but it's the one, five, six, four, you know, chord changes that are that just give you that, like, oh, yeah, 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 that's a song. There's a little sad, oh, no, we're back, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I think there should be people who feel this way about this song, but it's hard to find yes. on YouTube, anyways. Okay, BTS World, always my favorite song in my heart, Smiley Face, brings back so much nostalgic feels. I can like a new song here and there, but can never stay in my heart like this song has. Whenever I listen to it, I can imagine myself listening to it on a street in Toronto I used to walk by often. Or me in my room with windows open and the cool wind air comes in. Then this song plays in the radio. I can, re- I can relate to that. I have that feeling about a lot of songs. But I do think, and, and maybe this is what redeems it for me, is I... I certainly don't like the song, okay? But immediately when I hear, immediately when I hear the beginning of it, it puts me in a, as I said in the beginning of of the podcast, in a very specific time, Mm -hmm. in a very specific place, doing a very specific thing. So like, it is, there's something about it that is strong and potent. Kind of like (laughs) 9-11. Yes, I know. I will never forget it. I'll never forget it. Yeah, you'll remember where you were. I do. (laughs) Is eighth grade? <laughs> yeah, I was in fourth. I was in fourth grade. I was in fourth grade. So that sort of lets you know what our ages are. Mm-hmm. But ninety-five Carew says three weeks ago, I'll just put it like this: Darkness fall in love with light, and to get her attention, he's writing messages to her. But he didn't know where she was, so the messages ends up moving by itself, helping darkness leading him to light. Uh, line break, uh, explosion emoji, boom, explosion emoji. Uh, like is that the wanna blow your mind emoji? That's the I yeah, that's the blow your mind emoji. Okay. They're blowing each other's minds. Remember in the <laughs> right. lyrics is like you know, let you blow my mind. Was yeah, that what it was? The first one. I'm gonna let you blow my mind. And then he's I'm always gonna wanna blow your mind. Mm-hmm. This is weird. No one uses that. Uh spooky GMD says the music between two thousand seven and two thousand ten was so amazing. What happened to music today? Where songs don't match with the video, and sometimes the lyrics make no sense. <laughs> Man, do I miss those days of good music. However, not all music from these years are pointless. Some good music makers are still out there. <laughs> it's interesting. And still it, it's out like, there. I'm, not, I'm thinking of this as a little dated, but I guess it was almost 10 years ago. And 
yeah, I don't I don't particularly see this as as hearkening back to a better Honestly, I think the mainstream pop world is is more enjoyable now. I think there's a lot more fun stuff happening. Eh, not that there wasn't then. I but I want to agree with you. I but I think that what this person might not realize that they're trying to articulate is that there are no more rock bands on the radio. And I know that's that true. this I know that this song is not really a rock song. No. But it's closer. I mean, it there's has guitars. guitars at some point in the song. You know, it's got yeah, it, it, like it's a, it's essentially a rock song. Like the it's a rock. They're a rock band, and more so than like whatever Imagine Dragons or, mm-hmm. or sample based music, yeah, electronic yeah. production. So nods to EDM. Yeah, like so there's none of that here. Maybe that's the thing that they're. He is gang. He's gangster though, so it's kind of in the hip hop. <laughs> so gangster, so uh, thug. Omega Kelly says, "I'm so sad right now. This song will never die." My family love this. My cousins in 2000. I miss you, 2000. <laughs> Benji Drop says, who's cutting onions? <laughs> what, does this song make you cry? <laughs> it makes me cry because I want different, it to stop. Different types of tears. There are different types of tears is kind of a good country song title. <laughs> there are different types of tears. My dear. Yeah. Yeah. Back, there you go. I'm going to write that down. Let's work on that. All right, so Steve, what are your what are your final thoughts on this song? What so what what's bad about it? Is there anything good about it? Why is it so terrible? Like what is going on? Well, as we discussed, I think the lyrics are the standout terrible thing about it. Um I think that obviously the pr- production's bad too. I would be interested in hearing this song performed by a bar band cuz I I think it could work. Would you? I would. I would. If I was, you know, if I was in the right place, in the right uh, environment, whatever, I'd I'm, I'm be interested to hear this interpreted by a bar band. Okay. Now, that's it. The What redeems it for me is that, you know, it seems that a lot of people are tying this to a, a nostalgia in their lives. And I think that whether, you know, it has uh, aesthetic merit or artistic merit or not, it's clearly meaningful to a great many people. And if you make something like that, even one thing like that, this podcast won't be that for anyone. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So, no one's gonna be like, oh God, you remember 2000, 2018? Oh man. That podcast. This podcast just brings you right back. Yeah. Our, our Vivo video is, is up. If I could make something like that, I would feel great. Uh, you know, I would feel uh, a sense of accomplishment. And I think that uh, while I don't like it and I don't necessarily share in that feeling in the same way, that's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So that for me redeems it. What about you? Well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with sort of a... a um, reductive listening approach where I just go by what I hear and I hate it. I hate it. I, I, it, it starts and I'm like, no, I'm so, it starts <laughs> and I want it to stop immediately, no. immediately. And that is a rare thing for me. I can tolerate a lot of music and there's a lot of music that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point where it's like, you may have that reaction to it and I may defend it. I may say, you know, I know it's supposed to be bad, but for some reason this hits me right. This is not one of those songs. This song for me is lower than a joke. It's just <laughs> bad. But I will agree with you that like I, I'm not here to um I'm not here to judge anyone for what they like because that and lots of people like this song. It's it. I mean, it was huge. Platinum. People bought this. That means that, like... They spent money on this. What is it? Over a million... I forget what platinum constitutes, but, like, over a million people bought this? Oh, yeah. What? Six times platinum? I, and it's and it's just it's just one of those things that points to me about... about there's this industry of, of, of sort of vapid, artless music. You know what I mean? And artless can be a good thing or a bad thing. I think in this case, it's a definitely a bad thing where and i you know i don't know from pat monahan's perspective maybe it's just this interesting sort of internal monologue you know it seems like they've reached for this stream of consciousness lyric writing thing to make themselves stand out and be interesting um 
But what I think what I think is so terrible about it is that it's really purposeless too. I think that's a big thing about it is that this this song like I guess most of the other train songs I've heard and this one especially has no new perspective in it. It's just a meaningless song. Ly- lyrically, lyrically, musically too. No, there's no punches pulled. This is this is a textbook. I guarantee you in 2009 there were definitely hundreds of songs written that were almost indistinguishable from this. And there were probably like five songs that were almost the same as this that were like popular. I guarantee, I guarantee you in the 2010s, it's, it's a formulaic piece of shit. And another terrible thing about it was how ubiquitous it was. Yeah. Everywhere. And that I never, a lot of people will cite that as a reason a thing is bad. And I don't think that's fair in this case. It seems that the ubiquity was planned and paid for. And that, to me, is another thing that really bothers me, is that it seems like, I don't know how it actually works, but this could have been any song. Mm-hmm. This could have been any song. It has no distinguishing characteristics. Now, yes, you clearly hate this, but is there anything anything positive you can say? Um... Mine was non-musical, just for the record. Yeah, no, I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, the video, no. Okay, so what I will say about this song, and it's not really about the song itself, but it kind of is, but these guys don't... I'm not getting a duplicitous vibe. And by that, I mean I'm not getting the sense that these guys don't think the song is good. I think they think it's good. And it's good it's good to them in the sense that it definitely bought them some stuff. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of money on this song. But aside from that, the impression I get from looking at them in the video, reading these interviews, is that they're they're not trying to trick you. I which seems to me like that I get that feeling from a lot of like like heavily produced team built you know, pop music is that it's like, we're trying to trick you into liking this song. I think they're like, it was one of those things within the studio. They're like, yeah, man, no, I have these lyrics. Let's try to make this, let's try to make this in excess kind of song, which is baffling to me. <laughs> I, we kind of brushed over that, but what the hell is he talking about? Um, and yeah, it seems to me that there's a, a genuine, if extremely wrong, but just the band thinks this is good and they enjoy playing it. And they're like, I love this song I wrote. I'm so happy I can share it with you people. So I, I respect that. And I, I, I don't get the impression that these guys are trying to manipulate their audience. And I appreciate that. So that's all I got. That is the lowest bar. <laughs> they're I not told you, trying man, this to is a manipulate bad me. Song. They're not trying to manipulate me. Great. You heard what I heard, right? I, I'm hearing everything, yeah. But um it was a challenge. But yeah, we, we got through it. Um I guess that's that song. You got you got anything else? Uh no. Um it's been Steven Joe. Um he's so gangster, I'm so thug. <laughs> Wait, which one of us are you? I'm I'm gangster, you're thug? Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's been a pleasure making your acquaintance and talking about this song. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This is Joe. I just wanted to pop in here with a little addendum, a little bit of housekeeping. So, so far, thank you so much for listening. We're having a lot of fun doing this, and we really appreciate your support, sticking around, despite the music we've been subjecting you to, and ourselves, I guess. So yeah, we're going to be releasing every other Monday. Sorry we missed that week last week, and uh, it's just going to be a little more realistic for us. But we are also planning on dropping some mini episodes, things that sort of fall outside the format of what we're doing. We probably have one of those coming up pretty soon. So keep an ear out for that. Those are going to drop sporadically. Also, I want to apologize to Pat Monahan really quickly because I feel like I was a little harsh on him. And if he really is so thug, I'm a little worried that he might find me and attack me. But he did write this song, so I feel like it's maybe a just retribution. And lastly, 
I found a really great video uh, just now that I will include the link in the description, but it's going to be our closing music here, a little clip. Uh, but apparently they did a version of this song on Letterman, live on Letterman, with a bunch of kids on the stage. So I highly recommend you watch that video as a supplemental experience. It is... You don't have to watch the whole thing because I couldn't bring myself to, but if you're really into that kind of thing, uh, maybe you'll enjoy it. But anyways, uh, I'm just going to sign off here. And again, thank you so much to everyone who's rated, reviewed, subscribed, shared. Uh, and if you haven't yet, it would really help us out. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to contact us, our email is turnitdownpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your corrections, suggestions. Uh, if there's a song you think we should take a look at, we'd, we'd love to hear it. Or if we got something wrong, please, uh, you know, fellow nerds, please let me know. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, uh, at Turn It Down Podcast on both. Please check us out there. We'll be, we'll be posting uh, with every new episode and maybe a little bit of additional content as we find it. And yeah, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.